I don't know if this stat is shocking or it's not shocking. Divorce rates are up 34% compared to this time last year because of the pandemic. Are you shocked or not shocked by hearing that? Uh, it's a big number. It's up a lot. So, But I would say I'm not surprised. People are spending a lot more time together. What if I told you the shocking factor is it's not couples who have been together long. Like over 50% of these are couples who were married for less than five months, a la Michael Ray, Carly Pierce action. Part of me wants to say, wow, like, but you just, you just got together. But then another part of me thinks, well, they probably up until now haven't spent this much time together. Carly Ray, uh, I'm sorry, Carly Pierce. I always want to say Carly Ray because of Carly Ray Jepsen. So call me, man. I know. Every time I say it, it's Carly Pierce and Michael Ray is a perfect example of that. And, you know, think about it. They're busy schedules. They were both out on the road and, you know, so busy with work. They probably didn't get a ton of just alone time together. Mm-hmm. And so when they were together like that, it was able to be very special and they probably really cherished it. You know, the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of sure. thing. But quarantine i mean she would she was posting all kinds of pictures you know where they were like all snuggled up and they were just so happy and loving all this extra time together and i think it's actually there was their demise do you think that michael or carly fell victim to something i think a lot of people fall victim to and that is where they look forward to getting married but not forward to being married because there is a huge difference in that huge difference um carly looks and this is me judging i could be totally wrong carly looks to me like she was very excited to get married, have her big wedding day, but you know, ma- marriage outside of that wedding day, it's, it's a lot more work. Like you got to work on being together for the rest of your life, and well, I don't think another pe- enough people realize that. I don't either, and I think you're right. Marriage is, I mean, it's it's wonderful in so many ways, but it's the day in and day out, just le- learning to live your every day with somebody. Every every day is not magical. You know, yeah. every day is not like a, I always say with The Bachelor, I've never understood on The Bachelor why marriage has to be the end game on that. It should you know, not. It no. should not. You get, that is a terrible idea. Dating for a matter of weeks, I forget how many weeks the show is, whatever it is, six weeks, whatever. You do, it's And you've gone on nothing but amazing trips and done amazing, you know, over the top dates. Mm-hmm. And then you think that that's what marriage is going to be like, and it's just not. Our company publishes a magazine like quarterly. I think you find it at Sunfresh. It's free. It's called KC Country. And we're, you know, so we'll all get featured in it for different reasons. And not too long ago, a couple years ago, it was for my wedding. I got married in 2017. And it was like one of the questions that they had asked me. And, and it was it was meant sarcastically. They're like, so, hey, what marriage advice do you have as a newlywed? And I said, it is very important that you find somebody that you enjoy hanging out with just as much when your clothes are on as when they're off, which is, it's 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 a little inappropriate. Nope, it's 100% true. Is, is that the most accurate sentence you've ever heard yep, in your life? totally. You, you really have to meet someone who is a best friend and who you connect with on almost every level. I remember being 22 or 23 years old. I had a, a girlfriend, things were going very well. We had even moved in together. And I mean, she was part, she was a sweetheart. I got along with her parents. She got along with mine. Um, it would have surprised nobody to see an engagement ring on her finger, but there was just something in me. And I think a lot of people, when they get this feeling, they feel bad for it. And I understand why, but I don't think you should. If it's not perfect, if it's almost perfect, but not perfect, it's okay. Even if it's a serious relationship, even if it's been several years, if, if you're not 100% convinced that this is your forever, it's okay to end it, and it's okay to go find 
the perfect match. Better to do it then than to get into that marriage and then, God forbid, have kids and things and, mm-hmm. and really tie yourselves together and then say, gosh, I felt this a long time ago, but now I'm going to act on it. I think so much yeah. smarter if you can. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is this? I know you started this out with a, like a statistic about this, but but what is this like the stat of how many marriages end up in divorce? Isn't over 50%. It's 50-50, yes. I thought. Yeah. It's over it 50%. And so you got to think, and this quarantine, I get it. Like I could see the increase on the divorce rates because of the fact that not a lot of people are used to being the way that we're like, oh, now we're married and now we're kind of stuck together. You're working from home. I'm working from home. I'm kind of tired of seeing you. People do need space. And I learned that in a previous relationship not too long ago that people do need to have a couple days themselves. Even though I would love to be with that person every single day, you probably shouldn't because in this quarantine is showing, I think, why. That's another thing that I don't understand why it's so taboo to say. It doesn't matter how close or how special that person is. Everybody needs time apart, even from the person they love most in the world. I compare it, and people, I, I get crap for this, but whatever. I compare it to your favorite dinner. I love chicken wings. I love chicken wings so much that I'll tell you, boy, I wish I could have chicken wings every night. But you know, if I had chicken wings for a year straight, and then a year from now someone said, how about a burger? Boy, I'd be excited to have that burger. And I'm not saying go find another woman. I'm saying that no matter how much you love something, if you are absent from it for a little while, your heart really does grow fonder. You know, when I was... Before Matthew, I mean, I told you, I had a string of just not great boyfriends, and I was very insecure, really insecure. And I was very needy because of that, so I felt like I was a clinger. So any boyfriend, even if he was crappy, (laughs) I just clung on. I wanted to be with him all the time. It was nauseating. I look at the growth and who I am today. God forbid anything happened to my marriage or my husband, you know, and I was thrown into the world of singleness. I... I'm such a different person now. I enjoy and I can totally be okay by myself. Um, I was not that girl before. So I remember when I first started dating Matthew, who is, oh, he just, he has a great sense of, of confidence about himself. He knows exactly who he is. He has for his, most of his life. I just feel like he, he just is very solid. And I remember we were spending, of course, as you know, when you're in a new relationship, like every second together, just because that's you're excited to be with one another. Yeah. But I remember there was this one um, Saturday where we had got, we, we had spent the night down. It's a long story. We'd spent the night in Miami for a work thing that I had. And then that Saturday we were driving back up to where we lived about 45 minutes North. And he was dropping me off at my apartment. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go home and, you know, do some stuff and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up this week or whatever. And I was, I remember being heartbroken. Cause I remember thinking like, I don't really have anything to do. And I, mm. I just want to be with you. And, and, I asked him later, years later, I brought that conversation up and just how I was just amazed that he just was able to just go off and, and just be, you know, be good doing his thing. He said he like went to Sam's Club, he went to the grocery store, he washed his car. I mean, he just, you know, did some personal errands and stuff. Yeah, it's but cold. I And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but it's just like, I was so impressed with, wow, he's just okay, just... And we're it, living his life. And did any point of that, did you think, did I do something wrong? Does he want to be away yes, from me? A hundred percent. I thought that. Yeah. I think because people, I was totally insecure. Mm-hmm. And now again, it's, it's just, I feel like I'm a different person now. I would be a very different single person now. I, yeah. I think one of my favorite things about my wife is that she challenges me. She won't allow my ego to get too big or too small. Uh, talking about that previous relationship when I was with that girl and everybody loved her. Oh, she's such a sweetheart. But she would never want to fight. I'll get, I'll get real personal with you. I cheated on her. And then, Ooh. oh, hold on. And, and and you know what I did after that? Told her about it because I felt bad and it was the right thing to do. And that conversation 
sucked. But let me tell you what happened. I cheated on her. I told her. I, I confessed. I said, hey, listen, sit down. We're going to have a conversation. And I, I told her what happened. And um, when I was done confessing, I did that with the intention of knowing that this is the end of the relationship. I, I, I knew that was coming. And I said, and he, and I, I kind of went, you know what? Serves me right. I don't deserve this girl who has been nothing but loyal to me and I cheated on her with. When I was done confessing, she said, oh, my God. That must have been so hard for you to confess. Don't worry about it. She would what? not. She would not oh fight with me verbally, not physically. She would. She would not. She was so afraid of getting into an argument and upsetting me that she just instantly forgave and then thought she had gained some sort of new traction. Like, like, well, I, we're we're good now. We're gonna make it past this, and we're gonna be stronger than ever. Not the case. Like, then I pretty much knew, and, and again, I'm sorry, you guys, but I'm 22 years old at this point. I'm like, I can get away with whatever I want. And yes. and, that, and And like, I'm sorry, it's just the, that's the way it was. It was, it was a terrible, it was not the reaction I was expecting. And like, my God, the, the thought of doing that to Mrs. Keller would never cross my mind because I'd have to deal with her wrath. She would kill you. I would kill you. <laughs> yeah. We all kill you. I'd have to deal with her mother's <laughs> wrath, which is a whole yes. other love. And I love her mom. Her mom is the best. But it's just... You have to find the, the the one who's perfect for you, and it's not the one who just bows down and does whatever you want. Like it's not that person. You got to find you got to find your best friend. Well, you do, and I think you also have to have just that incredible element of trust. You know, whereas I think back when that instance I gave you about Matthew, I th in my mind because I was insecure, I thought, oh my gosh, now he's gonna go, he's gonna cheat on me today. He's gonna go cheat on me today. He's gonna go wash his truck. He's gonna <laughs> <laughs> he just wanna go wash his car and get some stuff at Sam's. Like it was just, but I, I didn't understand that. You know, I, I just had a lot to learn. I've grown up a lot in this relationship. But trust was the point I was getting at with that. Is that you just have to have an incredible amount of trust. Can I can I say another something that I think some people will really agree with and other people might not. I think you have to date multiple people before you find the right one. I think you kind of have to. Know what's out there. And I'm not saying go out and hoe around with everybody. But like you, you want to. I'm not judging. And if you want to, that's great. <laughs> but but at least go on it. Go go to dinner, you know, with 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 a variety of people that you may be interested in for one reason or another. To find the one that's right for you. You really have to do that. And I say that to say this. Big news in Kansas City this week. The Patrick Mahomes is get is he got engaged. He gave the ring to his girlfriend when he got the Super Bowl ring. Beautiful story, right? They've been together since he was a sophomore and she was a junior. So how old are you then? 15? Uh, so, sophomore, you could drive. Uh, yeah. 16, 17, okay. I think. You, you know, you're like, you're, you're really just getting started in the dating game. I, I don't know anything about their life. It's just me speculating from where I'm at. I, they, they seem very happy. And of course, of course, we want it to succeed and we hope this is the right move. That being said... This man just signed the largest <laughs> athletic contract in history, right? I mean, he's worth a ton of money. Do you think he's asking for a prenup? Well, I would. Ugh. So when you're in the NFL or any sports, I should say, there's always um, is there's a manager of the money. Whoever has your financial management mm. uh, mindset is going to be like, you know what? To be safe and what everybody else is probably doing that signs big contracts and that plan on getting married, you probably should do this. So I'm thinking somebody probably will advise him to. But will he do it though? Here's where I'm at with that, okay? But I'm looking at this from her perspective, possibly his too. They everything that he has right now, she's she's held his hand and supported and been a part of like up until this point. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to get married and 
they're going to go into this this venture together. I mean, this this has been 50-50 uh, all the way up. Uh, how many touchdowns has she thrown? Doesn't mm. matter. Yes, it Come does. Come on. It doesn't matter. Now, I get where you're coming from, but I, I'm trying to think of, did she, she's been supportive. You can use this example. My husband is clearly the breadwinner in our home. But I've been by his side. When we moved to Kansas City, his, the job he got to come, we, he, we were living in Florida, we came back to Kansas City. The job he got, I mean, it it was one of those things, he's like, the salary's not what I would like, but it's a good starting point, and I think I can grow with this company. And he's grown a lot with this company. So are you telling me because I made less? What What are you saying about that? So let's say, Matthew, I want to get a divorce. You're, what are you trying to say to him that you want to take like majority of his money because he's made it? I mean, like his money. I'm, listen, somebody had to pop out those kids. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So I was waiting for you to say something, but I, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about the situation, but she not. she has been supportive of him. And I mean, we're not hoping that they get a divorce down the road. We we hope there's no kids involved and they get a divorce, but things do happen. We talked. We started off this talking about divorce. It could happen, but. I think a prenup is smart, and I think whoever's dealing with his finances probably will run that by him. And and now I got to ask: Is that a hurtful thing to do for her? Like, hey, it's, the word prenup it hurts. Oh, it, it I hurts. Bet. It is a very uncomfortable conversation to have. I think in this situation, it's one to be had. And and I don't. I personally don't like comparing Jenny and Matthews story to Patrick and Brittany. It doesn't yeah. make sense to do that. We're also not talking about that well, kind of money. <laughs> and obviously, but I think another important point that you brought up is kids. They don't have kids yet. And in the prenup, it could be built to where if we never have kids, uh, then, you know, it's it's you take what you made and leave. If we have kids, you're entitled to more. But like as of right now, if they don't sign a prenup, Patrick signs a half a billion dollar contract. Mm-hmm. If they get divorced for, if she cheats on him, I don't, I don't think she would. But let's say she, she cheats on him. He says, "Bye, Felicia." All of a sudden, she's entitled to a quarter billion dollars. That's where I think the prenup is an absolutely, uh, it, yes, it's very uncomfortable. Yes, it's awkward, and yes, it might hurt some feelings. Doesn't mean he shouldn't ask for it. In today's world, it, it's when you're talking about celebrities and you're talking about you know sp- these sports contracts and things. You want to think that Britney already has it in her head uh, that this could be a topic, right? Like, this isn't going to come out of left field if he all of a sudden is like, well, I've talked to my people and they're saying that, you know, we should get a pre Like, you have to think that she has already thought about that. Or gr- maybe they've been together so long they talk about everything. Maybe, maybe they've already had this discussion. And who knows what kind of girl she is. Maybe she's of the mindset of... I'll absolutely sign one. I was about to say, maybe she brings it up. 100%. Just say, hey, you know what? It wouldn't, you know, I get if you do, and you know, that's got to be, you got to have a lot of guts and saying that you do feel confident in each other and trust each other, but what if, who knows, what about if he passes away in some tragic accident, what happens with the money then, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, well, there's life there's, insurance, that's a whole yeah, other, and, but plus, I mean, where's the money go, you know, that's that's got to be taken care of somewhere, not another. Look, and, and, and I think they've been together long enough and it does, tr- they truly seem like they're very much in love. I don't, it's not like he's going to make her sign something like, you leave, you get nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be something like that anyway. A prenup is like car insurance. If we're being very honest with each other, you hope you never have to use it, but so kind of a good idea to have. You're glad I, it's there. I got to I got to <laughs> tell does. you. I got to tell you. My mother-in-law suggested to Katie that she ask me about signing a prenup. We did not end up signing one, but she brought it up and 
I think Katie was a little awkward bringing it up to me, but I was actually very open to talking about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, what's the plan here? Is it we leave? And basically it was, do you want to sign something where we leave with what we came in with? But our, our salaries aren't that far off anyway, so it wouldn't be a huge but see, deal anyway. I don't know. I feel like this is where it is a little tricky with Patrick Mahomes and Brittany, a little tricky with you and Katie or me and Matthew, because we all, you know... First marriage, hopefully only marriage, but you know what right. I mean? Like first, and you really are growing your life together. You guys bought your first home together. You know, Matthew and I have done everything. You know, we bought our, we've moved together. We bought our home together. We've had our kids together. You know, we bought another home together. You know what I mean? Like we've really come up together. So to put more value on one person than the other financially, but it's tough because like I said, Matthew's our breadwinner. So, I mean, yeah, he did contribute yeah. more financially to the marriage, but what is there not value in the things that I've done? Yeah, just not as much money-wise. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> no, so. you're, not, you're not offending me. Coming from a family where my, my father was in the military, he did make more money than my mom, and they went through a very, very ugly divorce. They did not like each other at all. And seeing that and see, I, I, I believe they didn't have a prenup, and them fighting so much in court over who gets what, this and that. Somebody stuck with the taxes to pay on this. It was so ugly that it is a very good idea to sign a prenup, even if you don't ever think, you know, I don't ever think I will ever leave this person. You probably should because it's so much, take the hassle out of it. You just hope you're with someone that just is cool and has that mindset and that would say, I'll give you an example. My mom, my stepdad passed away a couple years ago. He was the CEO of a major corporation. I don't really want to give the name out, but he he had tons of money. Hmm. My mom got it all. So she then went on online dating and she met this guy and they got married uh, two years ago. I think it's been two years. And um, there's no prenup. And my sister and I were very upset about that at the time because it's like, I, and not even because it's like, don't don't take away from, you know, my inheritance. It really wasn't of that. It was just That's more, what it was all about. Well, I mean, okay, no, a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but it was truly, it was just more like, I really want to protect her because I you don't know people's intentions. Nope. It wasn't a first marriage. You know what I mean? They didn't come up together. This guy... I feel like as the man, if you if you have, you know, he had his own life at that point. He was retired. He he he, he could have survived his life without meeting my mom. I right. feel like the right thing to do on his part would have been to say, yes, let's protect. I just want you to know I'm here. For, I'm here for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as the, the partner should say that. Is he much younger? He's maybe six or seven years younger. That's not too bad. No. Okay. Jeez, Jenny's mom. Yeah. Cougar. Cougar. No, my mom's hot. I told you that. She's you know, smoking. I mean, it's, uh, I just honestly, from seeing it from as a child, seeing my mom and dad just going back and forth over everything and then hearing about it even over a decade later about it, even longer than that, fighting over stuff in court is just so bad. I just, it's just, I think it's good, even if you have a great relationship. Yeah, and, and they do. Prenup. You know, they seem to be happy as clams. And I love that my mom has met somebody else and she's living life yep. and mm-hmm. I, it's great, but I but I think uh, I wish that I think if the other person could go into the relationship saying, "Listen, I this is going to get awkward, and I just want you to know I'm here for the right reasons. Why don't we just mm-hmm. sign this, and then everybody's happy, everybody knows we're on the same page." That's the mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah. Marriage is such a unique, wild ride. As I'm learning now, three years into it, I keep telling you guys, you have to watch this show on Apple TV. Ted Lasso, tons of Kansas City references with Jason Sudeikis as the lead star. 
But uh, the, the quick synopsis of the show is he he actually is the head coach for Wichita State football. Go Shockers, right? And then he gets offered a, a job to go coach the, the English Premier Club. So football, soccer instead of football. And the reason the owner does this is because she actually wants to sabotage the team because it was her husband's. It's, it's, it's a long story. But he gets over there and he, and he does, it does well. And some, a, a reporter asks him, why did you take this job? You've never coached soccer in your life. And it's just a, it's a silly show, but... He answers very bluntly. He's like, well, you know, my wife and I aren't doing too well at home, and she said she needed a little bit of space. So I gave her 4,338 miles of space to get it figured out. And I'm, okay, spoiler alert, if you want to watch the show and you haven't, episode five um, comes out and his, his wife and his son come to visit him in England from Kansas. And they get to see him coach a game. He gets his first win. It's a huge deal. And But throughout the episode, you can tell that his wife is troubled. She's trying her best. But, and you see this happen, she just doesn't have the same feelings that she used to. No real reason. It's and not it just, you, it's me. Well, it's but but this really was that case. Because, it, it, get real talk here, this this happens sometimes to people. The, the feelings that you felt 20 years ago just aren't there anymore. It is a scary thing to talk about but it happens and, and we're watching this episode unfold and then jason sudeikis is his character who you'll fall in love with again spoiler alert here he he goes up to her after the game or, or after the, they're having a talk and she's you know she, she's crying she's a little upset she's like i'm trying so hard. like i promise you i'm trying i promise i'm gonna keep trying he looks at her and he says he's like i love you he's like and i know that you love me too but you don't have to try anymore and they agree right there that that's the end of the marriage. And mm. I'm just, me and Katie and I are just looking at each other like, oh my God, could you imagine making that sacrifice to where you love her so much, mm. but you just, you understand, you hate it, but you understand that her heart's just not there anymore. Yeah. So you say, you don't have to try anymore. It is oh heartbreaking, but yet I see, oh. and again, I'm not there. I love my husband to death, but right. I, but I can see how you get a person could get to that point because sure. like we were saying in the beginning, it's all butterflies and you're so excited and it's all, you you're know, you can't get enough of each other. I laugh at the way we used to sleep. We were like intertwined. Like I couldn't, his, I couldn't get enough of his. And now I'm like, can you just move over? Like your foot is touching me I mean, and it's driving me crazy right now. And I love him so much, but you know, you just, you have to learn, as you said in the beginning, I think it has to be a, a best friend situation and it's just gotta be somebody that you love through. It's true when they say the, um, for better, for worse, sickness and health, the rich or poor. I mean, it's all the things. You got to be able to I mean, ride this, that roller coaster. This happened to me, exactly. I mean, I, I met someone in 2009. Well, we got together, and I go back and look at my Facebook memories and to see like how she acted towards me, and I know what I said to her and how we were inseparable at first. And we were married later, and our relationship was eight and a half years. But she told me, and it was a shock, but she said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore and it broke my heart because i was like what did i do wrong we did talk about some things that probably should have went we gave it a second shot it wasn't there our relationship ended but we're still friendly we're civil you know if if i'm out of town do you need me to watch the cats okay not watch them stay there but just come by and check on them Mm -hmm. you know she's moved on she's got a whole new thing going on with her life and i'm just like i can feel that like that hits hard for me but but it's the fact that it does happen yeah, and again, you probably didn't do anything specifically wrong. It wasn't an instance or one particular thing. I mean, it's just if the feelings aren't there, the feelings aren't there. And to be fair to you, you don't you deserve someone that wants to be there. You mm-hmm. know, you don't Yeah. People. And we were at one point in time. We were that. 
You know, but then I just saw a post today on, on social media that said lessons are learned in the past. You apply them in the future. Yep. And I feel like I've done that. And then I just got out of a re- recent relationship now where I, I did apply those things that I learned. And it was it was mind blowing because I was like, was I a bad husband for that time being? Was I a bad boyfriend, nope. fiance? No. I could have done things better, but I feel like I was a good person. But I've learned to apply them to new things. And and with you all being married now, you three years and you quite a while now 95. with the kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably could still learn things now. Oh I yeah, mean, it's but not... I also think one big thing that I could marriage advice I could give is just that know that um, you know whoever it is is going to love you for all the things I have so. There's so much baggage, and I mean, my childhood is so many, so much, <laughs> and just I, you know, dysfunctional childhood. I'm totally weird and quirky, and I have anxiety, and I'm I freak out about stupid things. I mean, my husband loves me. I know it for for all that I am. You know yep. what I mean? And I think that that's the key. You got to just embrace whatever's there, and that's how you'll know it's the one. It's it's when you. <laughs> I mean, he knows so much about me. I say it all the time, and he's still here. Well, in fairness, so does most of Kansas City. You're very open on the radio about your lack That's of true. ovaries. Good That's true. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, but truly. And I'll tell you what I really, well, we're going to talk ovaries. We're going to talk uh, colostomies. I, I <laughs> right. I'm sorry, we're going to go there. But um, it's, it, that, that's a very long story that I won't go into. But the very long story short is that I did. I had intestinal surgeries a few years ago, and I ended up with a colostomy for, you know, a colostomy bag for a few <sighs> months. If you don't know what that is, I was basically going to the bathroom in a bag. Listen, there are people that have to live their entire life like that, and mm-hmm. much respect to them because it's not easy. I only had to do it for, you know, maybe four months. But anyway, talk about a low point for me. I felt unattractive. I felt the least sexy a woman could possibly feel. I was sick. I had lost weight. I looked, I was just a mess. And do you know, my husband looked at me one day and I'll just never forget standing in the bathroom and I was in tears because I just felt so gross. He goes, I'm telling you, he's like, I just don't even see it. I could cry thinking about that. Who said I, I, what a man? I, I can feel that. That's, That's true. Great. You know what I mean? Like what a dude. True. I can't wait. I tell Katie all the time. I'm like, it was because she's like, she's, I think she's genuinely concerned about how big she's going to get. Apparently her mom got very big with when pregnancy? she was pregnancy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, girl, you don't understand. I think a lot of guys would would agree with me. They're just like, girl, just get huge. I want to see you huge with my kid because you're carrying my kid. And there's just something about that that's just awesome. There is something about that. Let me talk a little bit about Jenny's oversharing. So it was October of 2019 that we all knew behind the scenes that the three of us would be teaming up to do a radio show together here in Kansas City. But Jenny and I... Did not know each other. We worked in the same building, but we really weren't that close. It was just an occasional head nod, hello in the hallway. And when we uh, got to the point where we realized we we're going to work together, we, you know, we, we said we got to go do dinner. We got to get to know each other a little better. And there was one point where you had told me about your other podcast that you did, the Real Life with Jenny Matthews, available now on all platforms. And um, I, and you were like, and I was like, would you mind if I listen to some of those and maybe try to get to know you a little better? And so I pulled up this episode from September twelfth. 2019 and the name of this episode as i'm dry listening to it driving on my way to meet you is called let's talk lady parts <laughs> whoa and in it and it and in this and, and by the way this is available you can go get it wherever you want you sure can. jenny is so damn open open you in this episode talked about your ovaries mm-hmm. your colostomy bag mm-hmm. and 
your vagina. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> sure right. did. And there's a, and I, okay, now this is where I will draw the line, but I will say there's a story about this particular chair that Jenny sat on. This is like vagina chair. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> old vagina chair. It is a wild story. And so I'm, and I'm literally getting towards the end of that story. As I'm pulling in the garage to meet you, and I will get out of the car, and you go, hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, so, just listen to you talk about your vagina chair on your podcast. <laughs> and then her reaction was just like that. She starts howling laughing, and that's when I knew. I'm like, this show is going to work. It's going to work. Because we're going to, because I can just, we, we're, we're, we can just share whatever we want. It's all good. All right. Oh, my gosh. We've talked... This is this has gone off the rails, but it's supposed to. That's all good. Hey, uh, as we're recording this, they they did just announce the uh, the CMA categories, uh, the CMA awards happening in November. CBS, I think they're going to be on or ABC. It's and November eleventh. ABC. I I I hate that the wrong headline is at the top of the news because the headline should be here are your nominees. Here are your nominees' reactions. But because we live in a society where we promote negativity and promote hate above everything, and this isn't a hateful post, but you'll get where I'm going with this, the number one headline is Kelsey Ballerini goes on Twitter and yells at the CMAs because she wasn't nominated. Yeah, and I just think it's a bad look for her. Um, Sorry. Oh, no, it's real. Hey, listen, real talk. That was Kelsey Collins saying, what you talking about me for? What you talking about? Now, I think it's a bad look because I think, you know, look, she didn't get nominated. And should she have? Should she not have? I don't know. I don't make those decisions. But I think that you, even if, and of course, like privately, of course you're devastated. Of course you are. But I think you don't put that out there publicly. And you definitely don't put it out there the day of the nominations because you're right. It kind of like sucked the joy out of it for the headline, which should have been, you know, all of the artists that were nominated. And I feel like it just, I don't know. It, it seems bratty and it seems like, but, uh, but everybody should get a trophy. I want a trophy. And I just, ugh, there's something that doesn't sit right with me about it. I go back and forth on Kelsey because I think she's got all the talent in the world. Man, when Peter Pan came out, what a song, just an incredible song. And, uh, and she's put out some songs that I personally have enjoyed recently. Um, she, she, I think she's probably get a little more radio airplay than she's getting, but she feels snubbed by the country community. But you know what? Let's let's share the story. Yeah. Let's let's share the story of, of one of the reasons I think maybe is she catching a little bit of a snub because I I think there is a, a it's a two way street here. So not too long ago we have our, our sister station. So we work with Q104, which is a country radio station in Kansas City, and we have a sister station right down the hall, Mix ninety three point three. Everyone in Kansas City knows Mix ninety three point three. Jenny, you worked on the station for fifteen years. And pop station, absolutely. Yeah, pop, yeah, pop music. We're country. They're pop. Kind of one and the same now, but you get the point. Apparently, how how long ago would you say this was? Within the last three months. Okay, so let's say sometime yeah, sometime over the summer of 2020. Apparently, Kelsey Ballerini talked and got on a phone call and talked with the pop station. Not only a phone call, it was a a Zoom call. So yep. she did this whole you know face to face the best you can in these times right. um, with the program director from our from our pop station. And and that's. And hey, no problem. Like, oh, she gosh, had, not at all. Because she had the song out with Halsey, who's a huge pop star. I think she absolutely should have. I thought it was smart. Totally smart. To, to call the pop station. I waited, though, for our email about setting up the interview because I thought, well, surely if she's doing the pop rounds, she'll de- she'll definitely like come on and give us an yeah. interview. So, yeah, we never got that email. It, it kind of, 
I love Kelsey. She's so nice. And But at the same time, I, you can't get mad at the CMAs for snubbing you when we tell you the same story that she literally called the pop station down the hall, but then didn't bother to call us about the release of the new album or to talk about some of the new songs about the album. I think that she really, in her heart, Look, I'm talking about some girl. I don't know her. Right. I just, from what I see, I feel like she wants to be a star. And I feel like she will, she's putting her foot in both worlds, as a lot of artists do, to mm-hmm. be fair. But but I really think if I, I feel like she gravitates toward the pop world. I'm not even mad about it. It's just, I feel you need to put your head in your heart somewhere and go with it and be all in. Um, Taylor Swift, I use it as an example, you know, she was country and then decided she wanted to, you know, dabble in the pop world, but she didn't just kind of dabble. She said, I'm making a pop album. This is what I'm doing. And I'm switching. I mean, she made a clean break, I feel. Um, and I, I kind of, it was hard. It was, I, I thought she did a good thing. I thought, I thought there's the way she handled that was a good, th- a good way to do it. And I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind she made the right call. My God, that that shot her to world star. She was big in country, but she wasn't worldwide famous until she got into pop. And I, if you're talking from a financial standpoint and from a success standpoint, she absolutely made the right call. I still do think this is my bold prediction that once she becomes a mother, if she chooses to do so, watch all the country songwriting come back out of her. I hope I hope it happens. I'm Look, rooting for that. She put out this new album over quarantine, and she's got a song that actually is on the country chart. I don't know where. Tater, you might know that. Uh, Betty, well, right? Yeah, but where is it? It's like... Well, uh, it's it's getting up there because I think 130-some-odd stations added it out of the ones that report, which are like 140-something. So mm-hmm. she's going to get the airplay because of the name. Right. Does the song fit on country radio? Probably not. I'd be curious to know if that was even her intention, though, because, you know, she has really marketed herself now as a pop artist. Did it just end up on country and like, oh, that's cool. You well, know what I mean? It I don't almost know sounds like it. this album is folksy mm-hmm. and not pop, not country, kind of in between ish, because a song that I heard quite a bit is Cardigan, which seems like a great song, but that's not the one she advertised to country radio. It's a song called Betty, which is kind of a weird aspect of her thinking about her as a young boy talking about a girl get into the song you're like oh it sounds like a great song is it really country probably not but heck some of the country we play country-esque who knows man taylor swift's new album is boring uh, yeah. it is so boring like here's the other she's a pop star right i fully support that but if you're gonna be a pop star you gotta what do you gotta put out gotta put out bangers right but i think that's why she had i think she had this collection of songs and this is it's it's a little out of the box for her it is very mood music you know Ugh. feeling and i think this was a perfect time for her to release it perfect time she didn't promote it she didn't do anything she just put this album out and of course it skyrocketed like everything you know she touches to gold but um mm-hmm. turns to gold but yeah i don't know i i don't know about kelsey though back to that yeah. i feel like she i'm just gonna say it i feel like she wants to be a pop star and that's okay but then just do it and then just do it i guess that's what i'm getting at just do it and and you know what and i wonder if this has something to do with her promo team as we get real insidery about this here but she's got some because she finally let us play a hole in the bottle on Q104, which is an awesome song. Who can't relate to that? Oh, ran out of wine. There must be a hole in the bottle. She's also got a song on her new album with Kenny Chesney. Why in the world wouldn't you put that out on the radio? You want a number one hit? Put Kenny. And that's a half of my hometown. Go listen to it. Oh, my God. Those two harmonize beautifully on that song. At this point, I think she needs to pick a lane and stick with it like yes. Taylor did because yes. there is a duo that toes the line very much so. Dan and Shay, they are still involved in the country world, but they are their songs are being um, 
driven to pop charts. The latest song uh, that they have that is on country and pop was written with pop songwriters, but they're still trying to stick to that lane of we can do both. Now, Kelsey, I don't think she can do both because she wants to go one way mm-hmm. or totally the other. Like you can hear the song we're playing from Dana Shea, m- multiple songs they've had recently can be heard on both stations. Kelsey's cannot. They try to countryfy the one with Halsey. They changed the production to make it sound more country. It still didn't stick. I'm mm-hmm. judging, but I just feel like she wants to be a pop star, but she's just kind of like, you know, well, this country thing's paying my bills. I swear I feel that way about her. And I don't feel that way about everybody who crosses genre. I don't. Or she has it in the back of her head where she could fail. Like, what it, What if? What Devil's if? Devil's advocate. What if? What if, like, you go to pop, you're, you're not able to survive against the heavy hitters like Lady Gaga, Taylor, all these Katy Perry, like all these mega stars, you're known, but you're not known like that. What about if you go in there and fail? I think that's in the back of her head. What about if she goes pop, she fails? Can she come back to country? Is it going to no. be more welcoming? Is it going to be a, you, you know? know what? I, I am I so judging her right now, and I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. But I also feel strange about her marriage to Morgan Evans. She never posts any pictures of her with her husband. And oh, I you, almost feel. Mm. I, you're, you're going down this road? I, I, down this road. Okay. You know, because here's what I think. I think she is insecure. I'm now diagnosing her as insecure and I feel like she, like, I don't want to show too much of my commitment to Morgan Evans because then, I don't know, like, what if something better comes along? <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Wow. What about if one of these pop DJs, you know, wants to get up on him, be, yeah. pop the question to her, she'd be like, and, and now we are getting into something we have no idea about. Like he's. From I know like, I feel mean right now. Like they met at. Well, at, thank you. That's <laughs> right there. I'm not gonna, like, okay, Jenny. Damn. I mean, it was an organic thing. Nobody set them up. She was down doing an award show. He's a huge star in Australia. She was in an award show. She met him there. They, they were doing the award show together, and then the, it just kind of organically happened. But now you don't see that. Like, where's all the lovey-dovey stuff now? Well, it, it, no, that's okay. I mean, Mrs. Keller and I don't post lovey-dovey stuff. It doesn't mean there's not love there. Mm-hmm. But there are some challenges with that relationship. Given how young they both are, there's still an almost 10-year age gap between Morgan's almost 10 years older than her. Not to mention, one of them's hometown is East Tennessee, and the other one is Australia. That is just a long way. And long distance is Long distance is so tough, and I just don't. There's a there's a lot going against him, and 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 like Miss, I, I say this, Mrs. Keller and I don't post sappy stuff really ever, but there are at least pictures of us together once in a Not while. Not on Kelsey's page. I'm on, looking. Oh, on, there's one. How there's long ago? one. Happy birthday, my Aussie. How long ago was that? That was well, I can't tell. April twenty fourth. But God. to look at her page. And Morgan mm-hmm. posts photos of the two of them. Not all the time, but like like a, a fair amount. Not to the point where you gag, but every once in a while, it's like, "Hey, this is my awesome wife." Like, I love the way he posts, and you, you know, I will. I'm not, I'm not going to go down the road. Jenny just went down here, but I will say it is strange that she almost never posts a photo of her husband. Oh, she's all over his page. Like every other picture is a picture of the two of them. I am so judging right now, and I feel a little bit bad about it. But I love an a, I appreciation know. post. I love that. You know, you should appreciate the person you love. I think you guys are married to your best friends, and you should be that way. But that is odd. I mean, is her PR team telling her not to do that? I mean, is it, or is it her That's controlling? That's shady. If, I mean, it, is it? Is it her? What is going on? Why is it cool for him to do it? And I can kind of relate in the relationship I just kind of got out of where I wanted to post all kinds of stuff where she had a reasons why not to. Maybe there's a reason why. I have no idea. We can't peek inside that relationship. But no, maybe Kelsey's going to listen to this and give us a call and let us know. 
No, I hope Kelsey doesn't listen to this. To be honest <laughs> with you, I'm a big never going to talk to me ever again. <laughs> I'm telling Maybe you what. But uh, yeah, yeah. we've accomplished a lot today. Wow, I didn't realize uh, we got a judge Jenny over here. That's going to be a new a character. Bad about it. Okay, so one final judging though. So let's do the. <laughs> here we go. One out. final judging. No, I just want to say entertainer of the year. That's that's the big category. Everybody wants to win that one. And this is based on live show performances. That's a huge people. Not everyone gets that. Entertainer of the year is based solely on your live show. I thought it was based on that plus just all the things. I, live I really show. thought it was the overall entertainer the live, live show. show. Okay, that's so here are your nominees. So you got Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, Luke Combs, Eric Church, my favorite, and Keith Urban. Now that's that's who's in the category this year. Let's make an early prediction. Who do you think is going to get it? We're we doing predictions or who we think should win. Do you want opinions or predictions both, here? Because mine's both. different. Who, oh, okay. We'll explain. Of I've I've seen every one of those performers live, and of those five performers, I think Keith Urban is the best live performer out of them. And yes, I include Luke Combs in that category. I think Luke Combs will get there, and, and this isn't anything bashing against him. He's a husky gentleman, and honestly, he just kind of stands around on stage. Oh, come Luke, on. I've seen him get around. Luke, Luke puts out bangers. He is my favorite artist in country music right now, but live... He's not there yet. He stands there and occasionally shotguns a beer. I'm saying there could be more. I think Keith Urban is the best entertainer in that category. That being said, I think Luke Combs will win. Don't shake your head. It's my this, opinion. I know you will not. have your opinion. This is okay. my opinion. I'm entitled to it. Gosh darn it. And this is where I'm going to say, okay, if it does go to what you're saying, and Luke Combs shouldn't win, blah, blah, because you don't think he gets around the stage... Garth Brooks did remove himself from this category. That was kind of a controversy because he said, you know what, it's time for somebody else to win it. But he didn't win every time. Every time he was up for it, he didn't win, I don't believe. Mm-mm. I don't know. He won no, a lot. He, he won he, a lot, but he didn't win all the time. He yeah. disappeared from the, the whole genre to raise his kids, and then he came back, and he looked like a spring chicken. Like he was, So he should win it every single time because that dude, if you've seen Garth in concert. The guy's all over the place, no matter how old he is. But see, I think it's hard to judge because, like, you know, Eric Church is my favorite. I absolutely love him. Now, I will agree, I don't think his sound is as great. I, I think he sounds better on, on the radio than he does at a live concert, but I enjoy the, the feeling of an Eric Church yeah. show. So it's kind of what you want to feel. Again, Luke Combs, he's not going to... Like George Strait. They're not going to dance around the stage and have costume changes. They're not going to do that. I'm telling you, I saw George and Luke within the last 12 months, and George moved around more than Luke Combs did. I don't... Because he had George literally stood in the center of the of the of what was then the Sprint Center, and he had four microphones on each side of the stage. And he would do a couple of songs in one corner, and then he'd go, he'd move on over here, and he'd do a couple, and he did like three laps. Sure. He didn't move around. But I, I'm telling you, Luke Combs right now, by my, and this is my only criticism, oh. and this is, hold on, this is a micro-criticism. This is not a huge deal. Come on, but, I just bashed Kelsey Ballerini. But, go when it, but when it comes to the the arguably the most prestigious award in this industry, I think it's okay to be picky on everybody. And I I, I would like a little more I don't know if energy, I don't think energy is the right word because Luke brings his energy, maybe a little more stamina because he is a newer artist, but he's just, I'd like to see a little more 
stage interaction, I guess, from Luke Combs. And I think Keith Urban gives you that. I've seen yes. him several times. And man, I mean, and he the, plays his own guitar oh, solos, Keith Urban does. He's so amazing. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, women get shunned in this category. Why hasn't Carrie ever won? Carrie Underwood should absolutely win. I've seen Carrie in concert, and she's, I mean, you know, she's got the voice of a goddess. I mean, she's just, it's perfect. But I, I would not say it was entertaining. Does or that the make most sense? entertaining. Do you mean? Yeah, yeah. You've I mean, seen she's... more entertaining shows than her. That's a fair thing to say. It's, yeah. a, it's not a criticism. It's just your opinion. And also, as a woman, I don't think a woman should just win just so that we can say a woman won. That bothers me about that. I just feel like, you know, throw us in the category with the dudes and may the best man or woman win. That's how I look at it. I got a couple points I want to bring up. A, back to what you were saying. George Strait had probably four, get, four uh, microphones around the stage because arthritis is kicking in. He needs to move around a little bit. You know, well, he you didn't want George... <laughs> But I'll say, oh okay, you, you're only. <laughs> You're only strengthening my argument by saying that. He's okay. got arthritis and he moves around more than Luke Combs does. <laughs> Whatever, man. That was a joke. No, that, that's Rick and Morris set me. I'm just on, saying. Man. No, okay. And, but uh, joking aside, I think that Marina Lambert should be taking out of this category because I've seen her live just re- within the last year. Okay. I didn't think Entertainer of the Year worthy. I would say put Luke Bryan in that category, oh, which yeah. I, I mean, sure. I know he's been nominated. He's been, he's been around for a while. He's been nominated, but I think this year. He's had new music out. It's not like he went on a hiatus. I think he should be swapped in that spot right there. I'm telling you, they're putting Miranda, they're putting Carrie, they're they're making because there was a whole thing about no woman, you know, where the women need yeah. to win. And I, I'm telling you, it's maybe unpopular opinion, but as a woman, I don't want a woman to win just so we can say a woman won. I don't want that. I want yeah. it to be because may the best man or woman win. Yep. May, may the best entertainer, yes. whomever they are, yes. be the entertainer of the year. All right, so let's get back. So I've said that. I think it should be Keith Urban. I believe it will be Luke Combs. Let's go to Jenny. Who do you think's going to win? Who do you want to win? I think that it should be Keith for all the reasons that we just talked about. I think it's going to be Carrie Underwood because I think they're going to try to make a statement and have a woman win. Tater? I think it should be Luke Combs. I don't believe he will win it because I don't think that they're going to say he's there yet, which Mm -hmm. I do believe he will be. And even Garth said, you're going to be up here one day getting this Entertainer of the Year award. I think that he should win it, who probably will, Eric Church. Because he oh, is he very never wins. But uh, there's people clamoring, and I get it. I've seen that that three hour show. It was good. It was a little too long, like you said. There was an intermission. It was kind of a weird thing. No opener. I love openers. I just think Eric lately put out new music. And it's he not about, about that. Right? It's not about but, that. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it, he hasn't been gone for a while. He, they didn't just throw him in there and lop him in that category. He has new music out, and he did that double down tour where he literally did two nights. In cities, and he brought three-hour shows. Now that's Entertainer of the Year. Oh, Star listen, I, I love him. You know that. That actually, you know what? Now that you say that, and I hadn't thought about that. Just the fact that he, even if it wasn't quite what we were expecting, the fact that he attempted a three-hour double down, two nights in each city show. It's unique. Yeah. And and that yeah, that's a great point. I love, by the way, that all three of us have different predictions on who we think will win. I'm excited to see who it'll be.